Osiris. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. And we're live. Hello, everybody. We're, we're back today. Nah, recap of night two. I keep saying it's night two. It's not night two. It's night three in a few hours, uh, which is going to be fun. We're here. Last night was a great time. We've got a couple of great guests here today. To talk about the vibe of the show. Uh, the two of them, as we'll get to, the two of them were in very different spots in the venue, so have very different perspectives on the vibes. But I'm very excited. Neil, how are you doing today? Uh, I can't hear a thing. The Capitol Theater is loud. <laughs> uh, I have a sound hangover like you wouldn't believe, but no, feeling good. I'm stoked about tonight. We have a like cryptic tweet about what to expect from tonight, um, which is to not expect anything. Um, so I don't know, man, I'm, I'm really excited. This is a, it's a fun little run and stoked to talk about this show and hear what other people have to say, because I've talked to nobody about this music yet. Well, awesome. So I'm excited. Well, before we dive in, of course, uh, a very brief word from our sponsor. Today's episode of Always Almost There is sponsored by Beekeepers Naturals. Powered by nature and obsessively tested, Beekeepers uses potent ingredients like propolis, pollen, and royal jelly, and importantly, steers clear of added chemicals. In a day and age where we want to boost our immune system as much as possible, Beekeepers Naturals has many products from lozenges to gut health supplements to support us and tap into the magic of nature. Personally, I don't leave home without one of their propolis throat sprays, which is especially helpful for a five-night run of shows where I am basically screaming uh, for three hours straight every night. Use code STORMSOUND at checkout for 20% off your order on beekeepersnaturals.com. Now, without further ado, let's bring in our guests. Let's get going. We've got Haps Inco and Mark Comito here today. Hello, gentlemen. What's up? Hi, gents. How are we? Fantastic. Hey, everybody. Camito, I'm very happy we were finally able to get you on the pod. We almost had you last fall. You were, you know, you were busy taking in the sights and sounds of New Orleans. Uh, Haps, we got you in in December. Uh, you know, made your mark with the vibe review. 
Uh, I do. Sweet life, baby. Sweet life at Goosemas, baby. And you, you have, I mean, this run, you, you have the equivalent of the sweet in the cap. Like, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not over there in Shapiro's box, but I'm up there hanging in the balcony. <laughs> where, where are you sitting, Apps? Uh, for, first night, I was first row in the regular balcony, not in the loge. Is that how you pronounce it? Loge? Loge. Yeah. Sure. Um, I moved over center loge with a buddy, middle second set first night. And it was beautiful. Uh, then last night, dead center, uh, row E, I think I was. So sound was great. I had earbuds in first night um, on the left side because it was just a little bit louder coming off the wall. And then dead center last night was I didn't even put the earbuds in. It was good. So uh, beautiful. up there. loved it. Great sight lines. Nice. And Camito, awesome. of course, you're in every picture that has been posted. Uh, of the <laughs> few of them yeah. yeah uh yeah yeah I, I guess uh first night i was on the rail between rick and peter um which was pretty great and uh last night i hung back in the second third row dead center um and it was uh god drink, drinking that stuff with so i i i wrote an article recently and you know uh, pro professing rick to be like the you know he he's it right and uh, yes we, we probably all agree that we're sitting here on this pod talking about a show the day after, right? So we, we might be in agreement on that. But the, the one thing that I think Rick is still developing is his tone. And we saw some, you know, pictures from the Taboose episode, like Dave show, whatever, Rick and Trey huddled over, you know, amp manuals and cabs and stuff like that. And, you know, Rick's tone is very much a work in progress. And I feel like there's been significant progression um, in 2023, you know, these last couple of nights. Agreed. Well, you've heard where you were in the venue. Let's, let's dive into the beginning of the show. Uh, excited to hear your guys' thoughts on this. Uh, first part of the first set, uh, let's just cover the first four songs. Jive One, Atlas Dogs, Elizabeth, Cali Magic, Haps. Take it away. Um, loved the Jive One opener. Had it on Fantasy Goose for night one. And they went jive two. Actually, I had jive one, jive, jive Lee on first night Fantasy Goose. And they went jive two right in the middle of that. So that hosed me there. But then uh, I put it back on again as the seven-pointer, hoping they come back to it and they opened with it. So I was really stoked on that. Um, I just love it. I love it. It's a great opener. Uh, totally uh, rocking. The balcony was just dancing up a storm up there. It was really cool to see. Kind of looking around, I'm definitely – people watcher so kind of zoned in a couple of people that are just grooving hard in front of me and i just kind of feed off that energy so but i thought the jive was great um you know um you know musically i'll leave that all to you but you know me personally up there uh i thought everyone was loving it it was a lot of excitement not a lot of chatter once the notes started hitting and uh yeah, i'm a big fan of jive one i love jive one i was hoping i'd see a jive lee somewhere near the end of the show but uh it still happen yes definitely they're not about a big big fan of jive one i thought it was a great opener good spot right there to open and, and get things going camito let's go it, it, so it's it's interesting that you spoke specifically about the first four songs and drew the line at born because that's yeah. going to be it that's going to be its own topic when we get there Yes. Um, yep. the, those first four songs, you know, as a run develops and, you know, this is night two 
And, you know, we all know it's their first run longer than two nights ever. So like patterns begin to emerge and, you know, one early pattern I think is that, and these first four songs kind of indicate is that they're just smashing, absolutely smashing standard length versions, you know, of songs, you know, like eight to 10 minutes, hard, get fast, yeah. getting it in there. But, you know, like Elizabeth detoured off course a little bit, you know, and, and but it but it didn't have to go 20 minutes. It was three, four minutes. They brought us back into the next song. Um, so the other thing about those first four songs that I think kind of matches up with the first two nights in general is that the bar started high and they raised it yesterday and they've still not fired any bullets from their gun. Like everything, the entire arsenal is still lying in the back of the truck, you know. Um, so like looking at these songs that they're playing and smashing, but it's still all in front of us. So, uh, love the start. I love the start to the show. Oh yeah. Yeah. Neil, Neil, this was your hey. first show of the run last night. Yeah. I was going to say, I was at the show. You didn't ask me where I was standing, but, um, so I'll tell you now <laughs> it's true. and then I'll give you my opinion about, these, I also didn't say where songs. I was standing. So, but, uh, but we were standing together. So that was nice. Yeah. Uh, not until the second, well, at least set. not until the second set. That's true. But same general area. Yeah. Um, right by the soundboard in the case not a bad place to be but yeah first four songs were cool i was stoked to hear jive one uh it's been a minute since i've heard jive one so i was really really stoked on that you heard um, it uh, at the last goose show you were at actually but <laughs> it's been a minute um uh, uh, anytime i hear jive i am i am stoked um so yeah jive great um, always excited to hear Atlas Dogs. I really loved the jam in Elizabeth. Um, I don't know how many minutes that was, but it felt like pretty it was good. 11, 12 minutes uh, when all yeah, said and done. Yeah, like pretty solid jam there. And, you know, I love a good jam to Elizabeth, as you know, as a fan of 91720. Mm. I'm always chasing those Elizabeth jams. Um, so, yeah, great, great first four songs. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. It didn't have the improvisational impact that the beginning of the first set on Wednesday had, but it was still really solid. And that, that's what, you know, I kind of had to remind myself, like, you know, when it, when they were going into Cali, I was like, okay, like, you know, I, I, I don't need to be going in here expecting to get a 20 minute version of a song in the first three songs of the show just because they did it last night. And once I kind of got that preconceived notion out of my head, like I was really enjoying this first set but but it, but is, isn't it great though that they could just play these standard length versions like not every yeah, song has exactly. to be 20 minutes they don't yeah. have to improvise every time and like they just came out and smashed these songs yeah and again took elizabeth for that three four five minute walk neil you know and it, and it was yep. a nice walk but then we got right back into it like exactly. that, that's what yeah. i've been saying about songs like atlas dogs or animals stuff like that like goose needs more five six minute songs, songs they can yeah, just like just songs yeah yeah, it's, it's definitely something we've talked about this on the pod before. It's something they think about. It's something they focus on. I mean, there's that interview out there in the world. I forget what it is now, but where Rick is talking about listening to Cornell 77. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, you know what I really love about Cornell 77 is not the jams, but they just crushed every single song. Exactly. And that's what exactly. they were doing last night. Exactly. And, uh, I was thinking of that as I was at the show. I was like, this is... This is that kind of vibe. Not saying it's I mean, Cornell 77. I'm not saying that. But like, right. just like out there <laughs> crushing songs. No, yeah. no, but, but, songs. but we've seen countless, well, not countless, but we've seen a number of nine, 10 song shows. Like, right. 
it, it wouldn't kill me to see an 18 or 20 song show. <laughs> like, you know, like yeah. just, just a different vibe. It's a, you know, it, it's a broad tapestry. Like show, show me all the tools. Right. You know, it's, it's interesting. Speaking of interesting, we got a new take on born debuts next here. Um, we had heard when I, when I got to the venue, I was meeting some people. We, we thanks, heard a little thanks bit for of, spoiling that by the way. Check it. <laughs> I asked you before I told you if you cared, if I told you so can't complain. Uh, but we heard a little bit uh, of them working on this uh, new uh, double time feel born. Uh, if you will. Um, but I, I thought it was cool. I really liked um, the, the one thing that this one has over me uh, at, has over the, the original born for me is it slides into the jam much more smoothly. I felt like it, it, it as, as a launch pad for improvisation, this version is better. I think I still prefer um, the original born just as a song. Obviously I haven't listened to um, the new version nearly as much. And we don't know if this is going to be a one-off or this is how they're going to play the song going forward. Um, but I, I'm interested to see how this develops, uh, you know, because Born is a song that has changed a lot over the past year. Haps, what did you think? Uh, surprised. I didn't know that they were, you know, working on that type of, uh, you know, and I, th- I felt like it was, it's been like that the last couple of shows where they're experimenting with some, you know, tempo songs, either speed it up, slow down, and it's worked. I mean, it worked with Echo when that was slow, and then that's been sped up, and that's almost like, you know, a normal thing for them now, which is great. So, but um, loved it. Right when I heard it, I was like, let's go. And then it, all of a sudden, it just, like, picked up. I looked at my buddy right there. I was like, ooh, let's try this out. I'm okay with that, you know, and um, really loved it. Loved the tempo, loved the experiment of going, you know, to a place that they're, you know, I think they're comfortable doing that. I think they're comfortable changing up tempo to, to song, slow to fast, fast to slow. Um, love, love that. I just love the experiment part that they're in right now in this just evolving world of their, their songs. Um, and, you know, up at the balcony, dude, just the, the chorus part of it, everyone was singing it. It was just like, I just love, I don't know, I'm a sing-along guy. I'm up there belting it out like I got a mic in front of me, you know, and yeah. love that you know, hearing everyone sing at first, I was like, is that just me singing that real loud? Or is like, or is that like hearing the mics come off the walls? But I was like, no, I was kind of looking around and I just saw people's lips just going. I was like, hell yeah. I just, I, I love that aspect of it. When people are singing along, they know the lyrics, you know, like, I don't know. I get that goosebump feeling when I see people just like really into the music. They're there. They're focused on what's happening. Um, just in the moment, but no, overall, loved it. Can't wait to hear it again. You know, obviously, there. I think there's some audios out there, uh, some some uh, audience recordings, but I haven't heard anything yet. But looking forward to, to listen to that Born Again. Definitely uh, one of those things I want to go right to and and hear it over again. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I caught a I caught a clip of the, the first two minutes uh, and posted it to YouTube actually, um, just because I I knew I would want to listen back to that uh, that that double time beginning that new feeling. So. You, you know, you, we, we talk about feeling, right? So Born is uh, an emotionally heavy song. And I thought that um, that we'll, we'll call it the double time feel, right? That's what we're calling it. I, 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 I thought that, you know, elevated the vibe to a lighter place, you know, like without the typical emotional weight, you know, that Born carries. So mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, a number of people around me commented, and it's like one of my wife's favorite songs too. But and, and and she actually was one of the ones who commented. It's the first born. She didn't cry, you know. So like that's uh, right. there was a notably different impact. I thought it was outstanding. 
outstanding. Yeah, I don't know where I stand on this born yet. Like I like you know for the first couple of minutes of it, I was just like, yeah, I just wish I you know was wishing I was hearing the the old born. Um, but then like I don't know, I really dug it and. Um, yeah, I was like, I was wondering what the sing-along situation was going to be like. And I think the speed did mess with it a little bit at the beginning. And then people kind of like picked it up mm -hmm. as it went on. And like, that's a pretty cool thing that's like starting to happen, which is great. And I don't know, maybe the fact that they're messing with the song also will lead to them playing it more, right? Because it hasn't been played that much as of late, which is surprising because it's such a really, really good song. Yeah. For the um, record, yeah, I have a list of about 15 top five songs. And Born is firmly one of them. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. There, there are a lot of top five Who songs. Definitely more than five. Yeah. Um, I, I, I draw I mean, the line and, at fifteen. <laughs> you got it. You got to, you know, draw the line somewhere. Of course. The jam out of this Born, though, I know, you know, Neil and I will have a couple of things to say about it. But the the, the jam out of this Born, I really liked. Um, you know, I think. I didn't appreciate it as much uh, in the moment. Like I, I remember really enjoying it, but it wasn't after the show, one of the like major highlights that I was thinking of, but I went back and I listened to it this morning when I was writing my review of last night. And I was just struck by how like great it was. It was like 15 minutes or so, um, but just really excellent playing from the band, like playing with dynamics, getting like mellow and spacey and just really like great. It's part of that development we've been hearing more the last few shows where they're working on like more interplay versus Rick leading and Peter comping or Peter leading and Rick comping. So that was really cool to hear in the forum last time. I don't know what comping means, but uh, I can like speak playing to chords the... underneath the lead yeah. stuff. But I, I, I can, I can, we actually talked about that a couple of days ago, you and I, and, yeah. and it's been, it's been noticeable, um, you know, watching them interact with each other Um you know, these last couple of days. All right. And then first set closes with the old man's boat and Rockdale boat. Always a solid song in the first set. Um, you know, I, I think there's still a lot of untapped potential in that song that, you know, they're spending, you know, 11 to 13 minutes on it generally. Um, and so I feel like, you know, we're about due for a little bit of an extended uh, excursion uh at sea, if you will, uh, in, in the boat. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you didn't use that it, in the article today. I did not. I, you know what? That I just came up with that. <laughs> blew it. I did. Um, but yeah, I, I really liked it. You know, Peter's vintage vibe just sounds so good in this room uh, with that stereo console and just that and and the small enough room where you can appreciate the vibrato of it going back and forth from left to right. You know, in, in bigger rooms like Goosemiss and Taboos Tour, where it's an arena, you know, if you're on one side, it's a lot harder to appreciate that. But I think in most of the cap, it's small enough that you can hear it uh, going from side to side. I don't know if you all uh, were able to hear that as well, but that, that's one of my favorite things about the sound so far this run. Yeah, the sound's been beautiful in there, you know, especially upstairs. I haven't been downstairs. Um, but I'll be down there this whole weekend. Um, but yeah, balcony sounded great everywhere I went. And uh, Old Man's Boat, I love the jam at the end. You know, lyrics are great, really cool. Um, but I always look forward to that ending jam. Uh, once the lyrics end, it's always been my favorite part of that song. You know, so I'm with you. I'm looking for a little bit more expansion at the end of it, you know, just to see if it can go just a little bit further. 
Um, I think it's going to happen at some point. Every time I hear it, I'm hoping that it goes just a little bit further. But, um, you know, great first set song. Um, I knew it wasn't going to end that way. So um, I knew we were getting close to it, but I was like, they're not going to end here. There's something coming. I was thinking maybe a tumble. Um, we were all kind of hoping for Emborg possibly but you know like i'm always searching for that song we all right want now. the young board yeah i just want to yeah. add the end of the first set every time now i don't know yeah. why. I, I, that's i just think it's a great spot for it for my for my vibe and love for that song. storm we we, sh we shared that back in dc that uh set ending and end board that was magic bro yeah that's great was that three, three one of two? two two goose originals i have yet to see uh i i i have, I have three so I, I, I'm hoping for it in the next couple of days. What are your three, Mark? Thatch, everything must go, and Mr. Action. I know we're going to get a Thatch Whoa. this week. Yeah, should have come. We're getting all three of those. You should have yeah, come Thatch, to Goosemas. That Thatch is a hundred. I'll forever regret not going to Goosemas. But that, I've got, Thatch I've got is, two uh, Thatch is a guarantee. Everything I'm, must go. I'm not really sure we're going to hear the other two. Um, I mean, only time will tell. You know, because as you said, they run. There's, but there's also so many songs on the table. There's so many songs left. Look, we're not even at the halfway point, but I think it's important to them to weave all the most important important items in their catalog through these five nights. And I just don't know that everything must go is going to stand up to that test. You know, like if, if it's up against something else, you know, like they have to play Arcadia this week. They have to period stop right like they're gonna play empress they're gonna play this old sea like these things are all gonna happen i hope so i, I don't think they're gonna play everything must go like they, they, not not that they will or won't but if it if it's a choice like i think that they're purposely selecting songs that they want to lay out in a career tapestry over their, these five nights you know mark i'll jump on that i was hoping you know it brings me back to when you say all that about red rocks and i think we were all sitting around waiting for the greatest hits at red rocks too and they threw Buzz, uh, Blood Buzz Ohio at us. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but, no but joke, it was still a, it was no still a the whole time. Show. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I was like, kind of the same feeling. And I'm going into the cap thinking the same thing. You mark like they want to throw their catalog out there. You know, it's five five days, so you know we should get most of it. But you know, like Mr. Action, I had that on my fantasy use first night. I love that song when I heard it for the first time at New Year's. Like the song is just it gets me. I love the I personally and I don't know if it's about coach, but I kind of think it is like about coach because he's just like has done it all for that band growing Mr. up. I just like I'm like, is the song about him? If it is, I got I, I think it's about all of them. I yeah, think it's okay. I think it I think it's a true testament to the whole team and the whole organization. Yeah. And you know, when when they show up in a room like this with a new rig for the first time ever and still learning on the fly, like with every we've watched these guys learn on the fly every step of the way. Yeah. And they just continue to improve. Like this is not the same band I first saw three and a half years ago. And every time they level up, they meet the challenge. Like starting with leveling up to that arena at Goosemas. It was awkward. The next time they got to the arena, they knocked it out of the park. So like they continue to grow and evolve, you know. So I, I think it shouts out the whole team. And I think this weekend would be a great time for them to appreciate that team again. With you on that definitely I think I think the two of you should start the Goose Vibe podcast. Yeah, uh, for sure. <laughs> like I feel like uh, so I feel like of, Neil and I don't even need to be here. But anyway, let's, yeah, let's, let's like get walk back away. to the show. Uh, you know what? Listen, yeah, so people need I to use... know about the audience and just everything, the scene and the feel-good moments. Me and Mark, I feel it, dude. We're the goosebump people that come in and let people know how how we're feeling out there about that. And 
You know? oh, everybody knows how I'm feeling when I'm feeling. All right. So I use old man's boat to do the, my, my veteran move at old man's boat is to, to have a race from the first notes of old man's boat to be to the bathroom and back before the jam starts. So I took a tour of the uncomfortably close urinals of the Capitol Theater men's bathroom, which I think if we're talking about the Capitol Theater, we, we, we have to talk about how awkwardly close those urinals are. Uh, I mean, we are talking about vibe and feel. Like, yeah. The vibe there, is awkwardly cozy in the down in the men's room. Awkwardly comfortable. Um, yeah. So, but no, it, it so it came back in time for the jam and that was pretty good. And then, like, we haven't talked much about this Rockdale yet. We haven't this talked Rockdale. Well, I mean, that's, an, that's another pretty. topic. We're, I'm waiting for Ryan to segue there. That, that's its own topic. Um, Neil just segued there. Okay, sure. I just did. I, I dropped the segue. <laughs> I mean, that was fun. It's reminiscent of Goosemas Rockdale a yeah. little bit. Grimy. Um, but that was fire. And I had so much fun in that Rockdale. Like, I just completely emptied the tank dance into that one. It was It was bananas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I love that one as well. It's again, it's that grime. It's the dirt that we saw at the beginning wow. of the Gooseman's version, where Peter's just laying into the low end of the clav without the wah on, and just it just adds that that filth to it. You know, Rick gets into that dirty tone, and they're just yeah. And then peak after peak after peak after peak after just, peak after peak. Yeah, how how many feet in the air you think you jumped uh, during Rockdale? Oh God, I like, I was, yeah, a lot. I mean, I can't dunk, you know, but like, I felt like I probably could have dunked during that. Right. You, you can night. dunk in, in a specific set of circumstances. <laughs> yes. Like, like if that somebody was the, had put a basketball right. net Like, like when, a, when a mother, when a mother can lift field. a car off her child because right, she gets that adrenaline strength. Yeah. Like I, I could have dunked during Rockdale last yeah. night. <laughs> at, at, at any one of peaks seven through 17, I probably could have dunked last night. Um, so, you, you know, it's funny. So I, again, I, I, you, we saw each other at set break and I immediately, you know, me, every show is best show since the last show till the next show, blah, 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 blah. I have the worst attendance bias in history and recency bias, like in the history of the world. Right. So like the Rockdale that I just saw was the best Rockdale ever. And like, I say that to storm, like during intermission, he's like, blah, blah, fucking quoting dates. And oh, yeah. I'm like, that's, hey, that's not right. I'm we like, are celebrating I'm like, today. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't even, I don't, I, yeah. but in, in that moment, it occurred to me that I, yeah. I don't need to mention, you know, things like best ever really like, it, it, it's just not necessary. You're here for the vibe. The vibe yeah, it, last it, night was that it was the best ever. But 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 to even talk about that stuff is divisive, right? It's argumentative yeah. and it's divisive. And that's what this, this whole, whole podcast thing, is about, right? But but but, <laughs> but 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 to me, the vibe is all about harmony and light, and you know, like we, every one of us who was in that room last night, agree that that Rockdale fucked hard. Yeah. Period. Period. Stop. It's a good consensus. Uh, you know, just and, quickly and, and, note: yeah. we are celebrating the one-year anniversary of the Goat Rockdale today. So, happy birthday to the Cleveland Rockdale! Anyway. And I wanted, I wanted to put it right in your Jam of the Year category, and you're like, it's not even in the bracket. And I'm like, I don't even get what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't, I don't even get, it. I don't, I don't, I don't, then I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know. Mark, you don't have spreadsheets, you know, just I mean, dates uh, and everything. No? <laughs> I, I mean, if I'm there with my friends in the third row, it's the best Rockdale ever, you know? I'm, I'm all True. about that, 100%. 
Uh, Rockdale kills every time. There's never a bad Rockdale. Let's it's be true. honest. It's yeah, just never a bad some gem a, a little harder song. than others. It's that it's yeah, that signature like... Rick and Matt Campbell songwriting. You know, like I love it, and it gave me my first fantasy goose hit of the night, which was very nice. I was I was sweating. Yeah, and you get a little taste of like crazy trainish uh, jam in this one. Yeah, it was there. It was, it was nearby. Mm-hmm. It's it another a great crazy train of mm-hmm. goosemas, but. It's another great sing-along. I mean, like I said, the balcony, just like people are just screaming, saying you could see like veins and some people just like they were so excited because it is like I get that too. Like when I hear that first note, I'm like, fuck yes, let's go. And it's just watching people just get excited. I get excited for other people getting excited. Like there's something about that. Just like I feed off the crowd. And when I see people like super stoked, and singing and belting like I had a uh, a young lady right next to me and we we're kind of like there was just a good energy with her and I, I'm assuming her boyfriend right there um, but they were just grooving and every time I looked over there you could just seem like singing and like I just love being around that and the Rockdale just it just it's a great it is a great first set under as well like I put it right out there like that just when I heard it, I was like yes we're going right into set break like this feeling great good energy going right into that second set for the, for the record, I, I think Rockdale is one of our fifteen top five songs. For the record, oh yeah, 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 and, and 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 that and that's the excitement though that we talk about. Like so, again, the Atlas Dogs, Elizabeth, California Magic, terrific, right? But it just doesn't carry the same excitement as like you know, like you're at a fireworks show and they're popping off the little guys, but we're all waiting for the finale, right? Like, Which was, yeah, big, you know, and and. and Yes. And when the big punch comes, like by way of these heavy hitters, it's undeniable. I mean, we lost our minds last night during that Rockdale. Hell yeah. Yeah. Let's dive into the second set here. You know, Neil, Neil and I found each other at set break. Uh, we, we moved a little bit further back. I, don't, I, I think you were a bit further back than you were during set one as well. Um, yep. We got, we got a nice group shot. We saw Mike on Michael, yeah. uh, Garrett, a couple other friends. It was lovely. Uh, and, shout out and, to Neil's friend. Yeah, Neil's yeah. friend, yeah. Neil's and friend. friend. Yeah. I'm currently and, uh, sitting in his house right now. Yeah. yeah. And and Ryan, thank you for uh, fixing my phone as we were trying to get that group photo. And like it's those like it, oh I yeah, the, the, the iPhone feature or something. That, but like yeah. it's the one like when you're inside and you press it and the exposure is super slow. And it's like everyone stay still as long as you can. And I didn't right. know what I was like. And after the picture's like, well, that didn't come out good at all. So Ryan's over there fixing my phone as tech guy. I was like, all right, let's do this again, kids. Awesome. It's an then- adorable moment. This young man <laughs> fixing the old man's phone 100%. and handing it back to him. Right. Wing, people don't know what we're doing. I'm a, I'm a teacher, too, that uses technology. I'm sitting there like, Bro, I always look for a proper millennial when I need a good group shot. <laughs> First of all, I'm too young to be a millennial, um, but oh, that's, boy. that's besides the point. I'm Gen Z. Hey, let's talk anyway, about this huge set of music. Let's talk about, let's uh, talk about, about this tumble. Let's get into this tumble here. Uh, very excited to hear this opening the set. You know, obviously, tumble always delivers as always. You know, all these songs. But I think tumble is awesome. my most heard song. Yeah, I mean, I'm not complaining about lots of tumbles. I love this. Um, I'm still chasing vibey tumble. Uh, I I very much would love to see a vibey tumble. Um, Do you or mean like tumble? Vibey tumble. Tumblay. Tumblay, greater Tumble. Um, I, I, what, I mean, my, my ideal situation is what they did in New Orleans, uh, like Best on a whim, love. which was the, you know, Tumblay into the 
yeah, you know, regular composed section and jam, which was sick. But last night's was great. Nice little pick up the pieces tease um, from Rick, uh, which you know I was. I'm, I'm you won twenty bucks. Tell it. Tell everybody you won twenty bucks. Tell that's us about not it. A, that's not a story for the pod. <laughs> okay, but I, I won twenty bucks in some fashion. <laughs> I didn't hear it in the moment, and you were right next to me when it happened, and you were like, "You didn't the hear me I was yell like, it? What? I heard you yell it, but yeah. I didn't hear the actual tease. But it's there. It was heard and corroborated by a lot of people. Uh, just for anybody who's listening who may be confused, it is not the widespread panic song "Picking Up the Pieces." It is "Pick Up the Pieces" by Average White Band. Average White Band. Yeah, sure. So, but anyway, this tumble, great tumble. What do you guys think of this tumble? Years ago, I wrote in an article. I think it was at Frederick in uh, twenty-one. You know, that I was wrote. A great tumble. Is it, I wrote, is every tumble the greatest tumble ever? Like, probably not, right? But it sure feels that way when you're there. Um, I feel like again, you, after any show, could, like, fill in the blank. Like, is every blank the greatest blank ever? And, uh, like, you're feeling that me, in some hold way on, hold on, after let, let every me, night. Let me let me look at my list. Uh, Rockdale qualifies last night, and Tumble qualifies, but nothing else does. Okay. Ooh. Interesting. Not, every, not everything qualifies for best ever. But it was the best show since the last show until the next show. 100%. Okay. Haps, 100%. 100%. Oh, loved it. Uh, you know, like, Tumble is one of those songs that first time I heard it years ago, I thought it was just a funny song about, fall, you know, like falling down, tripping, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I'm a lyric guy. I like to kind of put meaning to it. Um, I had, side note for a second, I had to take this uh, American English uh, literature class in college and I was ignoring it my freshman year because I hate to read I have dyslexia so my eyes just like it ain't working so I played it off and pushed it off the side I had to take it my senior year well I took it with this um, lady from England speaking uh, teaching American major American writers and so what she did was she was like you know what like we're not going to read all this stuff but what we're going to do is like I want you to just read a small passage and then tell me what you think it is so like throw Walden stuff like that I'm like just tell me what you think that lyric means like to you right mm -hmm. and so i take that into the music scene like i took her thoughts about a class that i didn't even want to take that like i now look back like i love this class right because i could i can interpret the music how i wanted to, or the 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 poems and stuff how i want and i take that into the music scene and so after the tumble first time i kind of heard it back there i was like you know like it's a funny song but then i kind of listened to it again and i was like you know what like it has a lot of meaning and i love it and it gives that that passion for me about you know like Yo, if you hit a roadblock, dude, if there's something in your life, like, you know, like we all go through stuff, you know, like, and as a teacher, you know, I teach students and it's a song that brings a little bit more emotion to me every time I hear it, um, just because I have students that I see going through things and, you know, like I'm always behind them, like, yo, like, let's keep going, dude, you, you know, like one foot in front of the other, just pick yourself up, like, let's grind through this together. It's a long year. So like, I kind of interpret lyrics that way and i kind of put it into my own world and people around me and, and tumbles that song like i think it's a it's a beautifully written song you know i love the lyrics behind it and um anytime it gets played i love it and i love the jam in it so yeah okay Give me can I, let me let me jump back in for a second here um first of all peter's guitar was so groovy i love yes. two i love love two guitar goose and sometimes I forget how good Two Guitar Goose is until I see Two Guitar Goose. And we forget how good a guitar player is when Peter's standing next to Rick, because Rick is Rick, right? But Peter can play and he's got 
the vibe down pat. He's got mm-hmm. a different style. He created that groovy vibe. But then the interplay you're talking about, Rick picked up on it, you know, with his big Rick energy, you know. And uh, I, my, my notes say right here at the 25-minute mark when this tumble ended, that's as good as live music gets right now. You know, under the lights, the sound in that room. No, like, really. I mean, I'm, I'm not yeah, saying no. it, it's just like when I go out to a concert, that is everything I want to experience from the sound to the lights, to the vibe of the room, the crowd, people throwing down hard, the band creating in the moment. You're in a beautiful space in a historic theater. Um, it was everything, everything. Yeah, I'll just pick up on what you were saying, Mark. We talked about this on the podcast yesterday. And as like, uh, you know, the president of the Two Guitar Goose fan club, <laughs> when when there are two guitars out there, and I said this yesterday, you, naturally your ear is drawn to the lead instrument, right? Like you want your ear wants to hear that lead instrument. But if you shift your focus to the things that Peter is doing, and this holds true for this tumble as well, you will not be disappointed um, mm. if you just listen very closely in on what he's doing, because he does such amazing stuff. I I don't really have thoughts on this tumble jam. I haven't been able to go back and listen to it yet. It was roughly, what, 25 minutes? My phone stayed in my pocket the whole time, and I was just completely locked in on this tumble. Uh, completely locked in. So there you go. Uh, nice what did you think of it, Ryan? I really liked it. Um, you know, again, that, that two-guitar thing. We've seen in a lot of tumbles, especially in the fall, that Peter would pretty quickly uh, switch over to piano or some sort of keyboards uh, during the tumble jam. And so I really enjoyed We've seen a lot more two guitar improv the past couple of nights already where in October and November, he was routinely going over the keys. So really great to hear that kind of come back. Um, this tumble was great. Um, you know, I don't know. Again, I, I, I skimmed it a little bit um, this morning as I was writing my reviews just to make sure, you know, I got all the, I, I didn't skip over any significant improvisational sections. Um, but to me, it, it's, it felt like it, it was a pretty standard tumble fair for most of it. And then there were a few minutes of like, like really good stuff. Um, but, you know, that's not discounting the fact that it was still a really amazing, you know, 20 plus minute tumble. But I do want to get into, I want to talk about Not Alone, uh, the, the new song that debuted last night uh, after tumble. I love this feel. It has that classic, you know, like Rick feel to it for sure amazing ballad i think this is going to be a phenomenal addition to their catalog like you know there hasn't been a song that they did de- that they've debuted recently that i you know haven't like been drawn to i guess really i guess everything must go took a couple of versions but most of the songs they've debuted in the last year plus um have immediately been a hit like you know you hear it once and you're like yes like this is a great addition to the goose catalog i want to hear this song again immediately Obviously, few on the level of something like Thatch, but this is a great song, and I loved it. What did you guys think? I texted you right away. I was like, "What is this?" Because <laughs> I had, you know, I, 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 I uh, sent <laughs> some sure messages out to my my network. Many, many people. Uh, I was like, "What is this?" You're like, "I don't know." I was like, "Oh, good. I don't feel as bad." <laughs> so uh, I, I loved it. That was a really well written song. Got to hear it a, a bunch more just to like get it, but. Um, I posted a full video on my YouTube channel. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Right, right from the sweet spot. Thank you for your service. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, I'll check that. Yeah, out. I, I mean, I, I knew that I, I've been expecting a couple of debuts. I thought we'd get two, three over the course of the run, 
Um, I'm surprised they waited till day two to, to bust one out. But um, yeah, I, I've been expecting something. It was absolutely beautiful. And it, you know, um, I did read your review, Ryan, and it was the perfect spot for it as well. You know, like this band has a lot of full steam energy, um, you know, and, and sometimes you just got to relax into a more tender piece of music you know, and get your sea legs back under you before you, I mean, with the rosewood that followed and just like took us into the stratosphere again, it was perfect placement for a, a beautiful new addition to the catalog. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, I'll take a Rick Bell at any time. doesn't matter. Just keep pumping them out, dude. Any day. Amen. Of the week. Amen. Agreed. Well, this rosewood, uh, I definitely want to talk about really cool jam in this rosewood. You know, normally we're used to with rosewood, there's kind of two jam sections that happens. There's the initial rosewood peak, and then they'll usually take it into some other section if they're going to jam it out. Last night, instead of going into the initial rosewood peak, they immediately got like funky, like, you know, just completely uh, out of the box. Peter was doing some like uh, like this ascending lick that sounded kind of like the vibraphone. Um, but it was on the, the Prophet synth uh, when the, the vibraphone sound that he uses is on his Nord. Uh, so it was interesting to hear, but I really loved the groove they got into in this jam. Felt really unique. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to listening to this back a lot more uh, when we get these boards. It was at this point of the night that I had already sweat through my second set shirt uh, after my halftime wardrobe change. Uh, yeah, got, got, got me grooving for sure. It's a full, it's a full workout. And then some. Yeah. Hug, hug me yeah. an intermittent at your own peril. Yeah. This is like the beginning. This Rosewood is the beginning of 49 minutes of just absolute blazing madness um, for the rest of the yeah. show. Yes, and yeah. um, yes. man, I was really stoked to hear this Rosewood. I was stoked that in this end, I think that the Madavon that comes later just sounded different. It sounded completely different. And like I said, I have not yet had a chance to go back and listen to this stuff. Um, but yeah, killer and super fun. I danced my ass off during that. Hell yeah. yeah. Haps, what did you think? Yeah, the... Um... For the not alone, you know, most people need a breather up in the seat. You got a seat, you use it for a minute, you know, especially with some old legs like myself. So I didn't sit down. I, I almost am against that in my, I have that brain, like I can't sit. If I sit, I won't get back up, you know, type of mentality, even though I have a nice comfy seat right there. But a yeah. lot of the audience was like, you know, they took a breather, which, you know, they have the chair, do it. Um, but right when Rose with that first note hit up, it was just like all of a sudden, like it was like an army at attention. Everyone just got right back up like that. It was like so cool. It's like, oh, hell yeah. And I'm of the opinion, like, every Rosewood is the best Rosewood. Like, I love that song. It's beautiful. Peter on piano, every time it hits, right after the lyrics. Yeah. He just, he just walks right down the piano there. I'm there just fingering it as he's doing it right there. Oh, that sounded right. But you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> we we get we get what you with the point shout out to women's international day the other night. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't as bad until you pointed at it, Haps. <laughs> <laughs> From there, we move uh, into Sinnerman. I love their cover of this song. Um, you know, I don't always notice the the different feel um, or, or different arrangement that they play with it, uh, but you know, I love it. Very like, you know, like pulsing groove to it i love the piano section like the, the piano part that peter's got going um but it, it's just a great really great cover um you know they've only played 
I believe, yeah, they've only played five times now. Um, five. 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 I've seen two of them. They, I've seen they, three. Yeah, me too. In Kevin's words, it was boiling. Uh, ah. <laughs> just like amazing when he said it. I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, it actually does have that kind of like a, that rolling kind of feel to it. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, man, killer. It's, this was my second center man. And um, I wish they played it more. Uh, I mean, it just gets so like wound up in the the kind of the jam sequence. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just amazing. And then Rick's voice on it is just great. Power. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I like the fast pace. It doesn't get that like many opportunities. Well, there, I mean, there was a lot of fast paced stuff in the show, right? There was yeah. like that faster born that Rockdale got like super fast. And then like sure. this Rockdale Cinderman got pretty frenetic too. Yeah. I mm. mean, like that was absurdly how many, fast. We didn't, I can't Camito, believe we talk about that. Camito, you have I, the, you have the set list. How many BPM was, was Cinderman? 129. Pretty fast. I don't even know what that means, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> beats per minute. Yeah. Ryan explained the numbers to me before we started. It's yeah. The, yeah, it's for the the two songs last night that they used the click track for. So they 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 set the tempo uh, for that song. So that particular, you know, you talk, you'll take a Rick ballad any day. I'll take Rick re- reworking a Nina Simone ballad any day. This is uh, <laughs> like the most powerful, and I'm choosing my words carefully. Powerful. Uh, songs in the catalog and you know as we talk about vibe and feel and I've been talking about you know the tapestry that is this run of shows um, you know I, th- I thought with the Electric Avenue thing you know from uh, from uh, Wednesday's opener that like put the, the electric current in place you know like this picked up that constant thread of power you know that that's flowing through the tapestry and the set lists um, and, and I'll have more to that, more to say on that when we pick up the loose ends in the Maduvan, but that's somebody else's segue. Yes. Well, that, that was a pretty I, good segue that you just yours. did there. Yeah. That was, yeah all right. There, that's there, all there. you just not, talk about the Maduvan, Camino. Yeah. So that's another one. Is every Maduvan the best Maduvan ever? Um, definitely not. No, Ray. no, no, Ray. No, Ray would say yes. Noted uh, Maduvan fluffer. So I I, I, I I saw him on Twitter this morning say that. Yeah. So he hasn't heard Maduvan always delivers. But yes. I personally would not call last night a you know a best ever version, but it delivered as it always, always does. I loved in the beginning of the song. I'm actually just gonna take a peek at my notes. Um yes. I thought that they were more let's see here. Uh, well Peter did that thing blah, 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 that I blah. absolutely love where he's playing guitar and keys at the same time. Um, you know, he's, he's playing these like low you know, tones on the vintage vibe with his left hand. And then with his right hand, he's like creating some feedback or, you know, some other textures with the guitar. And, and the combination of those two at the beginning of this jam is really cool. Um, yeah, so my notes say developing slow, confident, patient. Listening, waiting, creating space, negative space, doing something, doing nothing. Poetry. That's yeah, well, but, 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 but all that stuff happened and it's not like Goose, like, you know, we use the word ballistic talking about the Rockdale. Goose is often ballistic. I sweat through my clothes. I, I dance hard and they're learning patience and they exhibited some of that patience during the Madhuvan. And I think that those are the really special moments. Um, I'm just going to like bring this up now too. So like the loose ends that they teased, 
not teased. They, they played it for a full couple minutes. They played it, you know. Um, I thought I also heard it in Born. I thought I heard a little bit of it, like Phantom. Mm. I, I've been hearing Phantom CCPs. loose ends teases for two days, and I don't think they're Phantom teases. So it happened um, during Find the Find me a timestamp. I, I I can't. I'm not. I I can't do that now. Um, <laughs> but but it, it we know it definitively happened during drive. Yep. And and it definitively happened last night during Maduvan. Mm-hmm. And I hope I didn't spoil it by putting it in writing or now vocalizing it because it's in the review that I wrote today too. But loose ends are the common thread that will weave together every night of this run. We're going to hear it again tonight, and we're going to hear it again tomorrow, and we're going to hear it again Sunday. So what it's you're saying intent- is, it, I'm saying get, it's, I'm saying it's intentional. Right. Are we going to get? Do you think we're going to get a full performance of loose ends, like with vocals on Sunday? I mean, that would be like the culmination, wouldn't it? If so, Bruce, Bruce Robinson Sunday. might uh, jump off the uh, balcony because he's over there. Both nights when it started, he's over there just almost falling off the balcony right there. <laughs> and then he gets I, I, when they stop. I see him like yelling at Rick right there. He's just, I'm just from, laughing at him from the moment they released the images of their posters for this run. And if you were to own just one of those posters, that it's a beautiful piece of art that you can hang on your wall. And if you only see one show, right, you had a great night and it stands alone and it doesn't need anything else to make it shine or make it better. Mm -hmm. But collectively these, you know, each of the three artists made three posters, 12 by 24 that fit together to make a triptych and the true two triptychs fit together to make this 36 by 48 six piece collage, right? That tells the whole story of the run. I, and, and you watch how like the, the, the fronds on the palms and the leaves tie from one, you know, picture one poster to the next and loose ends are the thread that are going to tie every one of these set lists together. Wow, I that's and I, and I saw it before it happened, and when they played loose ends on Wednesday night, I wasn't surprised. And when I heard it last night in Born, even though I can't prove that it happened, when I heard that Phantom <laughs> tease, the theory was corroborated. Then when it actually happened, for everybody to you know, like that one wasn't just in my mind. Um, it has to, I, I I can't see it any other way, and I hope I didn't ruin it by putting it out in the universe. Well, I, I'm excited so, to see whether that whether that comes to fruition or not. That'll be that'll be that'll be good. We'll 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 definitely make sure we talk about it on the pod tomorrow. But I I do want to talk more about this Madhavan Jam, Neil. You haven't really weighed in on it yet. No, why don't you go ahead? I will say this okay. one thing. Yes. Uh, so, so like I don't I don't want to drag this out, but um, I did call that loose ends, and Ryan was like, "No, this yeah. is oh, not he loose heard it ends. before I did. It's true. <laughs> that did happen." Uh, it happened, but no, like I, I, my my show, my memory of the show gets really hazy at this point. Um, <laughs> I just remember this Madavon not being uh, a very typical Madavon, and I'm excited yeah. to go back and check this one out. It reminded me a lot. The the first piece of the jam reminded me a lot of the Glens Falls Madavon uh, from from Taboo's tour. That kind of you know Peter laying down the textures on on vintage vibe. It's it has this dark tone. It has this ominous tone synthesizers coming in um but it was a really really good uh Madavan. like we, we've seen Madavan jams before where they'll kind of like like royal oak last year comes to mind where they'll play around with some darkness for like a minute or two 
and then emerge from that and then play a pretty standard 15 minutes of Madhavan jamming. Last night did not feel like that at all. You know, great segment with Peter on guitar, then great segment with Peter on keys to finish it off. Um, I'm really excited to have this one um, in rotation. You know, Kato, you mentioned maybe not a best ever version. Is it better than Rally last year? Definitely not. Um, what did you say? What, what say Raleigh again? Raleigh, Raleigh. I got He's made Canadian. Fun of, He's I Canadian. Know, you know, it, people will hear if they listen to the, the first episode of uh, my new Snarky Puppy podcast. But Megan makes fun of me for pronouncing it wrong on that episode. As I well. don't think it's funny. I thought so. you hear you say it again. It <laughs> but <laughs> amazing, Madhavan. That that that's the point here. And turn clouds encore. You know, I think Neil and I were saying to each other like, turn clouds the is the perfect encore. It's a perfect encore. Agreed. Yeah. I, I was worried about the time because, you know, they went off at like 12.04, I think, last night or 12.03. And so, I, I you know, we were wondering if they were going to like cut the solo short or, you know, to end at 12. But I guess they I've seen enough. Work. I've seen enough shows in this room. Like, I don't think it matters. It really doesn't. Awesome. I've, I've, I've seen shows go till 12.30 there. Like, nobody's kicking these guys off the stage. Not in the middle of a five-night run. Okay. And, 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 and that freedom that they're playing with, like we watch this band be up against the clock so many times. Yeah. So many times, you know, and I think they're playing with a different freedom, kind of just like not even worrying or thinking about that. Like, you know, on, on the first night in particular, like they could have ended the first set after what was before So Ready. Um, but like they didn't need to play that So Ready. Like they could have ended the set you know, 80 minutes, everybody would have been happy, you know, and they tacked on a, you know, 14 minutes so ready and just ripped it, you know, and, yeah. you know, same with the second set, like they didn't need to play your ocean, right. It was beautiful and it was terrific. And they had the freedom to do all that and then come back for a 15 minute pancakes encore. So uh, I, I, I think that frees up their mind, you know, when they're not staring at a clock and it's definitely not an issue in this venue. Got it. Well, that brings us to the end of our recap of last night's show. Thank you. Haps and Camito for being on today. Look forward to having you guys on uh, again soon. I know we've got a full Haps family recap happening later this spring, uh, which is going to be lots of fun. But, uh, you know, obviously we'll see you guys uh, in a couple hours uh, at the cap. We'll be back here tomorrow, same time, same place, 3 o'clock Eastern as we recap tonight's show. We've got obviously more special guests coming. Whether you are on the couch or at the show tonight, have a great time. You know, take in the vibe around you. Uh, and thank you for tuning into this episode of Day After Show. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, music fans. We wanted to let you know about Music on the Mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne, Dogs in a Pile, and Saints and Liars. This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th at the base of Akimo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont. The show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's fund run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. It's a family-friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com for more info and to get tickets. That's musiconthemtn.com. Hope you enjoy. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music. 
and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born, to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.